Good morning. Welcome to Clinton United Methodist Church. My name is Pastor Michael. I'm happy to see you all here on Trinity Sunday, the first Sunday after Pentecost. Um, a couple things before I give it over to our liturgist. Um, last week, there was uh, some confusion uh, with our graduates, so I wanted to honor a few people that we missed. I apologize. Um, First, uh, I want to lift up Ian Gallipo. I hope I did that right. Uh, Gallipo. Uh, he is graduating from Adrian High School, and after graduation, he is enlisting in the U.S. Marine Corps. He leaves June 7th for his boot camp, um, and he will be uh, beginning a five-year journey. This is Diane and Doug Wilcox's grandson, so please uh, keep them all in your prayers. Um, especially uh, his parents and grandparents, who I know will miss him while he is in boot camp. Uh, we also have Andrew James uh, Reese. He is a graduate from Tecumseh High School. After he graduates, he is going to become a fourth-generation farmer with N&L Farms, following the footsteps of his dad, grandpa, and great-grandpa, um, and that is the grandson of Larry and Sue Reese. Um, which you got to admit, that's pretty cool. Fourth generation anything. That doesn't happen as much, um, I feel like, anymore. Uh, Leilu Broussard, she is graduating from Tecumseh High School. And after graduating, she is going to attend Owens College and transfer to the University of Toledo. She plans to study psychology uh, because she likes to listen and help people with their problems. Uh, she attended VBS in Sunday school here, and she is the daughter of Cleon and Jude Broussard. Um, then we have, excuse me, uh, Kalini Lee Wolf. Uh, she is graduating from uh, Stoughton High School in Wisconsin. She will be attending the College of Creative Studies in Detroit on a four-year scholarship. She has not yet decided on her major, um, but there are many unknown opportunities, and she is excited to uh, explore those. She was baptized by Reverend Bill Smith in 2003 here. She is the daughter of Charlie and Jennifer Wolf and the granddaughter of Diane and Bob Gieske. And then also we have Joshua Spencer who graduated from uh, David Prey Preschool and after graduation he has a lot of plans including attending kindergarten at Clinton Elementary School. Um, and I, I heard maybe learning to drive. Just kidding, not yet. Don't, 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 don't want to do that to David yet. Um, so again, I apologize for those omissions last week. Um, please keep them all in your prayers and their families in their prayers as they begin these new journeys uh, before them. Good morning, church friends and family. Hope everyone's doing well today on this beautiful day. I wanted to take a moment here. We do have our youngest liturgist assistant, I think, ever up here today. Uh, this is Morgan. She's my daughter. She's joining us. Uh, hi. She took the nice chair. That, she claimed that one right away. <laughs> All right, I wanted to start off with a few announcements this morning. 
One of which, we received a very, very nice letter from the library, and I wanted to read it here really fast. It says, Dear Clinton United Methodist Church, it is with humble hearts that we, the members of the Clinton Library Board and the library director, wish to thank you for your generous donation of $500 to our library. The library could not offer the level of service that it does without the generous support of caring members of our community like you. Thanks to your generous giving, we will be able to expand educational and enriching programming and materials this year, providing opportunities for individuals of all ages to learn new skills, seek new information, and reach new goals. Thank you again for your thoughtful gift to the library and to the many individuals and families who rely upon us for services and programs. Most sincerely, Clinton Township Public Library Board. We also have an, uh, another thank you card, and this is from Sherry and Bill Marshall. It says, thank you for putting Bill on the prayer list. A few of the other announcements, as you can see, since you are inside today, we did return to our indoor service. Uh, however, if you still wish to take part from your car, you're more than welcome to. Uh, one of the advantages of that is that you actually get to sing in your car and nobody can hear you. Uh, so for those who can't sing, like myself, hey, the car might be the place to be. All right, we are still looking for a few positions uh, with the church. We do still need an event coordinator. This would be somebody who um, is essentially here at the church during times of um, non-member rentals. So anybody who wants to rent the church out, uh, such as the gymnasium, and they're not a member, we do need somebody that's staffed here. Uh, so if you're looking for an opportunity to, to take part, we have that available. We also have a position for the Worship and Education Committee, also the Finance Committee. And we still need a position for the membership secretary. So quite a few positions that are open. If you think you could share some of your talents, feel free, step on up, and talk to either Pastor Michael or somebody in the church office. Our vendor show. We have a vendor show coming up in September. So we are looking for individuals, if you have a side business or it's your primary business, such as selling products like Tupperware, uh, Avon, um, the 31 bags, anything like that. This is not our normal craft show. It's actually a vendor show. So if you or somebody you know is a vendor of some type, feel free to contact Sheila and make sure you get into that, uh, that vendor show. Our office hours. We are here Monday through Thursday, 10 to 1. And I know that Pastor is also going to be in the office on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Please just make sure you call before you come just to make sure that somebody's here. The plastic cap drive that we are turning in all of our plastic caps to turn into beautiful park benches or uh, the pavilion benches. Please make sure you're rinsing them off and just cleaning them before you bring them in. Our cookbook, we started a cookbook a few years ago. I know it's been in the announcements here for a while, but if you have a recipe you wanna share, please send that over to Linda as she's gonna be compiling them all for our cookbook. And also the Amazon Smiles program, very much like the Bushes program. If you shop at, through Amazon, make sure you're signing up and uh, going through that just so that that way the church can get a little bit of a kickback on any of those purchases. Some of the upcoming events. 
Today we have our veteran celebration at church. Tuesdays, the farmer's market has kicked off Tuesdays down in Clinton uh, behind Maves. From 4 to 7 every Tuesday is the farmer's market. We also have the car show that we are a part of on the first Thursday of the month. On Sunday, June 6th, next week, we have Communion Sunday. And then we also have the food pantry coming up and our noisy coin collection later in the month as well. But let's get to some worship. So if you could all join me in the call to worship. Blessed be God, eternal majesty. Living word, abiding spirit. Glory to God forever. Jesus said, the way to see God's dream for the world is to be born from above by the spirit. The way to take part in that dream, says Jesus, is to be born of water and spirit. That gift is available this day. May you receive God's spirit, be made whole, and dwell more deeply in love divine. Amen. And our first hymn is on page 64, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty.
please join me in our opening prayer. Holy God, source of all goodness, you gave your son for the life of the world and sent your spirit that your love might abide within us. Teach us how to love each other this day, that we may have life and have it abundantly with you in Christ and through the Holy Spirit. Amen. Can you hear me now? Good. Okay. One of the best parts of the work I get to do is baptisms. It's one of my favorite things. And we have one this morning. We have a very, uh, actually a really awesome day today because we're celebrating our veterans. We're celebrating a baptism. We celebrated some graduates. It's just a day of celebration. Um, so I would like to invite... Um, our baptism e that's not the right term, our child to be baptized as well as her parents and her sponsors to come forward. And I'm going to ask those of you uh, present to, do we have any Bibles sitting around so people can follow along? Hmm. Uh, yeah, page 39. I'm sorry, Linda, I didn't even think about including the uh, stuff in the bulletin. Um, give us one second here. We're going to grab a couple. Let me, let me help her with that. Hymnals, I said Bible, I'm so sorry. Um, sure. We'll do two if you guys can share. You gonna share with him? Okay. This is what happens when you get COVID brain. You've got one, you've got one. Okay. Uh, page 39 is where we're going to be working from. Um, and if we have any of our kids uh, who are outside, if they want to come in, they get to help with part of the baptism uh, in a few minutes. So if you are one of our children or youth, and you're out in the parking lot, if you want to come on in real quick, um, and then I'll let you go back out. Okay. Page 39. Everybody good? It'll be okay. It's going to be awesome. Can I have a high five? Now. All right. 
beloved children and family in Christ. Through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and the Spirit. All this is God's gift offered to us without price. Today it is my great honor and joy to present to you Mariana Mercedes Cuevas. Did I get that all? Okay. Let's double check. Okay, so... Parents and sponsors, I'm going to ask you some questions and I will prompt you with the correct response so you don't need to memorize anything. I'm going to do this. Okay, on behalf of the whole church, I ask you, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? If so, answer, I do. Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? If so, answer, I do. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put the whole trust in his grace, and promise to serve him as your Lord in union with the church which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and race, races? If so, answer, I do. Will you nurture this child in Christ's holy church that by your teaching and example they may be guided to accept God's grace for themselves, to profess their faith openly, and to lead a Christian life? If so, answer, I will. I will. All right, congregation, do you as Christ's body, the church, reaffirm both your rejection of sin and your commitment to Christ? Hey, all right, you're following along. Will you nurture one another in the Christian faith and life and include these persons now before you in your care? With God's help, we will proclaim the good news and live according to the example of Christ. We will surround these persons with a community of love and forgiveness that they may grow in their trust of God and be found faithful in their service to others. We will pray for them that they may be true disciples who walk in the way that leads to life. Let us join together in professing the Christian faith as contained in the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments. Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father the Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Universal Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. All right, can I invite all of our kids to come up real quick? Okay, I need you guys to come over right close to the the baptismal font. Okay. Can you guys hold out your hands, palms down? Okay, we're going to pray over the water, okay? The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. 
Eternal God, when nothing existed but chaos, you swept across the dark waters and brought forth life. In the days of Noah, you saved those on the ark through water. After the flood, you set in the clouds a rainbow. When you saw your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them to freedom through the sea. Their children brought you through the Jordan to the land which you promised. Sing to the Lord all the earth, tell of God's mercy each day. In the fullness of time, you sent Jesus, nurtured in the water of the womb. He was baptized by John and anointed by your spirit. He called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection, to make disciples of all nations, declare his works to the nations, his glory among all the people. Pour out your Holy Spirit to bless this gift of water and those who receive it to wash away their sin and clothe them in righteousness, and through their lives that dying and being raised with Christ, they may share in his final victory. All praise to you, eternal Father, through Jesus Christ, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns forever. Amen. Thank you guys for helping bless the water. You can go back and sit down. All right. Now comes the fun part. Do you want to stay with mommy? Yes? <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, come on over. Okay. I'm going to do this as best as I can because I don't want you to get too wet and mess up your nice dress. Mariana Mercedes Cuevas, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit work with you, that being born through water in the Spirit, you may be a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. And the people respond, Amen. Now it is our joy to welcome our new sister in Christ. Through baptism, you are incorporated by the Holy Spirit into God's new creation and made to share in Christ's royal priesthood. We are all one in Christ, Jesus. With joy and thanksgiving, we welcome you as members of the family of Christ. You get to keep that, okay? <laughs> members of the household of God, I commend these persons to your love and care. Do all in your power to increase their faith, confirm their hope, and perfect them in love. We give thanks for all that God has already given you, and we welcome you in Christian love. As members together with you in the body of Christ and in this congregation of the United Methodist Church, we renew our covenant faithfully to participate in the ministries of the church by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, and our service, that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. The God of all grace, who has called us to eternal glory in Christ, establish you and strengthen you by the power of the Holy Spirit that you may live in grace and peace. Amen. All right. So this is your super special certificate. Should we let your dad hold on to that? Okay. And you get to keep this, okay? That's for you. So you can always remember your baptism, all right? You did a good job. High five. Awesome. Good job. All right, you can go, go sit down, okay?
one second. Mr. Obersky's car alarm is going off. Okay. All right. Now, we will continue in our hymnal number 85, We Believe in One True God. Please join me in our prayer for illumination. Come, Holy Spirit, giver of life, breathe into us that we may hear a word of truth this day. Draw us into communion, enable us to love, conspire to make us one with you for the world you so deeply love. Amen. Our first scripture reading this morning comes from Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 8. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lofty, and the hem of his robe filled the temple. Seraphs were in attendance above him. Each had six wings. With two, they covered their faces, and with two, they covered their feet, and with two, they flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, the whole earth is full of his glory. The pivots on the threshold shook at the voices of those who called, and the house filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among people of unclean lips. Yet my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphs flew to me, holding a live coal that had been taken from the altar with a pair of tongs. The seraph touched my mouth and with it said, Now that this has touched your lips, your guilt has departed and your sin is blotted out. 
Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here I am, send me. The word of God for the people of God. And you say? Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that in all who love him may have life eternally. With loving hearts, let us bring our offerings to God. I apologize for our visitors. Um, if you would like to give an offering, there is a box in the hallway outside. We are not actually passing the plate right now. Um, if, uh, now it's time for our doxology. God, your love overflows in the gift of your spirit. Bless these gifts that we offer, that they may spread your blessings in a world of hurt and need. In Christ's name, amen. Now is uh, time for our youth moment, so I'd like to invite our children and youth uh, one more time to come on up here. You can grab one of the blue chairs over there um, and face towards the, the front, if you would. for Elijah. Oh, okay. How are you guys doing? You awake? Kind of, sort of, yeah. So, what did you think about the baptism? Is that pretty cool? Do you remember when you got baptized? I remember when you got baptized. We did it about not quite a year ago. 
So, do you know why we use water? What do you think? Well, back a long time ago, Jesus' cousin, John the Baptist, was baptizing people in the river. And they used water, and that was a tradition for a long time. And it has to do with all the different ways that water is involved in our lives. But it's not just the water. When we pray over it, the Holy Spirit comes too. So the Holy Spirit's in the water and all around us. And that's what makes baptism so special. It's not just getting somebody's head wet and saying a few words. Do you think you can only be baptized if you're little? Or could adults get baptized? What do you think? Yeah? Adults can get baptized. Anybody who wants to get baptized can come and get baptized. doesn't matter how old you are or um, any of those other things that people try and separate each other from. None of that matters. Jesus likes everybody and wants everybody to come and be a part of the ministry and the cool stuff that God calls us to do. And baptism is a part of that. It's a promise that we are going to do our best to follow the teachings of Jesus and to be the best people we can be. And we know we'll still make mistakes, we'll still do stuff wrong because we're human, but we know that God forgives us. So, if you could, I'm trying to think how to word this, if you could pick how you were baptized, would you rather be baptized with the font where we just put a little water over your head? Would you be baptized in a river somewhere or in a big bathtub? What do you think? Is one better than the other? You'd rather be done in a bathtub? We didn't have a bathtub, unfortunately. Um, a lot of different denominations do baptisms different ways. Some use um, what looks like a big pool almost. Some go out into a river or a lake. Um, and they're all fair ways of doing it. Neither one's better than the other. They're all the same. Um, I don't remember my baptism because I was really little, which I know is hard to believe since I'm not really little anymore. Um, but I don't remember mine. But my mom and dad and my sisters tell me about it. So um, you can help your brother remember his baptism when, as he gets older. Um, and I bet if you ask some people in your family, they could tell you about yours, too. Because that's something else that's important, is that we remember our baptism. And later on, not today, but another Sunday, we're going to do what's called a remembrance of our baptisms. It's a special part of the service where we're going to do some cool stuff. So that'll be coming down the road sometime. All right. Um, can you guys help me with one more thing? We got to do the Lord's Prayer, and I need you to help me because sometimes the adults forget the words. Okay, you ready? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread 
and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You guys did an awesome job, and I've got some stuff for you. First of all, Miss Linda, I think Sunday School Miss Linda, because we have two Miss Lindas, and it can get confusing sometimes, um, got some special suckers. They are red, white, and blue. And if you want to take one for any of your siblings, you can. Or if you want to just lord it over your siblings, that's fine too. And she got some flags because tomorrow's Memorial Day. So you can take a flag or you can take more, like I said, for your siblings, and you can wave it around, okay? Does that sound good? Awesome. Thank you guys so much. You can go back by your parents and or guardians, grandparents, etc. It is the day we honor those who have uh, served our country and our armed forces who have gone on to perfection, whether during their time uh, serving in conflict or uh, later on in their lives. And I don't, Memorial Day sometimes becomes controversial for some congregations, for some people. Um, I'm of the opinion that no one likes war. There might be one or two people wandering about somewhere, but no one really enjoys it. And unfortunately, because we are human and we are imperfect, war and conflict happen. And when people are willing to serve to help keep our country safe, as well as other countries. We look at the world wars where it wasn't just our own country we were fighting for. We were fighting for the freedom of the whole world from tyranny. I think it is more than appropriate to, to thank them and honor them because they have given much and in many cases their lives. So this morning we uh, we have a song I'd like you to listen to. It is a uh, culmination of the um, songs of each of the branches of the military, a medley, um, and then I will offer a prayer. Over 
would join me in an attitude of prayer. Holy God, this day we remember the men and women who have served in our armed forces, who have fought for our freedoms, not just in our own country, but also the freedoms of the world. We thank you for their sacrifice, especially those who gave their lives during conflict. We thank you for bringing them home to you, moving them on into perfection. We ask that you would help us to always remember their sacrifice and also remember those who are currently serving and those who have served but have not yet gone on to perfection with you and all that they continue to do and have done for our freedoms. In your holy name we pray. Amen. If you would join me in a continued attitude of prayer, let us offer our prayers crying, Abba, Father, knowing that it is God's spirit bearing witness with our spirit 
that we are children and heirs of God. Eternal God, we pray for the world that through the reconciling love of Christ, our destructive and violent ways may cease as you bless us with peace. We pray for the mission of your church that empowered by your spirit, we may proclaim the good news of the age in the world you so dearly love. We pray for all who suffer that together with Christ in his suffering, we may find healing as he did, as he was raised and exalted in you. We pray for your creation that as it groans for its redemption, we may care for its well-being through the power of your life-giving spirit. We remember before you those who have died and pray for those who will die today that through your glorious redemption that ends all suffering, they may rest with you eternally. Through Christ, with Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, we praise you, God, now and forever. Amen. Let us confess our sins to the one who gives life eternally. If you would please join me in our prayer of confession. Holy God, we know that you are always there to lead us, yet we somehow lose our way and fall back into fear. We confess that we have stumbled, and we recognize our need for you to lift us up and help us start again. Forgive us our failings, restore us to strength, and reconcile us with you, ourselves, and each other through the power of Christ and the gift of your Spirit. Amen. Please take a few moments now for silent prayer and confession. Beloved children of God, hear the good news. We did not receive the spirit of slavery, but rather the spirit of adoption. Your guilt has departed, your sin is blotted out, for you are God's beloved children, forgiven, loved, and free. May God's peace be with you. Amen. Our second scripture reading this morning comes from Romans chapter 8, verses 12 through 17. So then, brothers and sisters, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to, the, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if in fact we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. The word of God for the people of God, and you say, thanks be to God. Our next hymn is found on page 88, Maker in Whom We Live.
God a deity, let all the ransomed race render in thanks their lives to thee for thy redeeming grace. The grace to sinners showed, ye heavenly choirs proclaim, and cry salvation to our God, salvation to the Lamb. Spirit of holiness, let all thy saints adore thy sacred energy and bless thine heart-renewing power. Not angel tongues can tell thy love's ecstatic height, the glorious joy unspeakable, the beatific sight. Eternal triune God, let all the hosts above, let all on earth below record and dwell upon thy love. When heaven and earth are fled before thy glorious face, sing all the saints thy <coughs> everlasting praise. Our third scripture reading for this morning comes from the third chapter of John's Gospel, verses 1 through 17. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. Nicodemus said to him, how can these things be? Jesus answered him, are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I had told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. This is the gospel of the Lord, and you say, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. If you would join me again in an attitude of prayer. 
Holy God of mystery, there is so much that we do not yet know and understand about you, your nature, and your plans. You are three in one, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You create, you save, you breathe life into the world. You offer grace and mercy. You inspire and enlighten. You watch over your creation, call us to love, and connect us in our hearts through your everlasting love. And now may the words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. No human has all the answers to the questions of faith and about God. There are several who think that they do, but the reality is that no human has all the answers to the questions of faith and about God, period. Jesus Christ was the only human, and he was also divine, let us not forget, to have all the answers. Even as a pastor and someone who spent time studying scripture and theology, I cannot claim any special information or proof. We only have the one universal truth of God's love and grace that is shown through the suffering, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ for the salvation of the world. Which brings us to our focus today of Trinity Sunday, the Holy Trinity, God three in one. Such a simple concept, right? Well, maybe, maybe not. So we're gonna focus on the Trinity and look at this idea of what it means, how we might be able to share it with someone else who hasn't come to faith in Jesus Christ yet. We're going to attempt to find an explanation of the Trinity that we could share with others while still holding on to the reality that we can only share what we believe and that everyone must come to their own beliefs for themselves. So where can we start? Scripture? Church doctrine? Well, this morning we're going to pull from both of those sources as well as a few others that are appropriate. As United Methodists, we have a tradition of using the Wesleyan or Methodist quadrilateral as a methodology for theological reflection on various topics and ideas, including the Holy Trinity. The quadrilateral uses four sources for this reflection and doctrinal development that include scripture, tradition, experience, and reason. Now, according to Article One of the Articles of Religion of the United Methodist Church titled Of Faith in the Holy Trinity, there is but one living and true God, everlasting without body or parts, of infinite power and wisdom and goodness, the maker and preserver of all things, both visible and invisible. And in unity of this Godhead, there are three persons of one substance, power, and eternity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. The Book of Discipline also has a section on our doctrinal heritage that raises up this idea of the Holy Trinity. So from a doctrinal standpoint, not a whole lot to debate there. Those examples confirm our claim belief in a triune God. But they don't really give a real breakdown to explain the idea of a triune God. So let's keep digging. What about in our traditions? Most Sundays we use a creed, an affirmation of faith, such as the Apostles' Creed or the Nicene Creed, both of which talk about a belief in God the Father Almighty, Jesus Christ as only Son our Lord, and the Holy Spirit, or some variation of those 
sentences. So that gives us a little bit more information about this whole Trinity thing. We believe in one God, the Father, the only Son of God, the Holy Spirit. So we got the three parts in one, but how can one thing be three things? The Nicene Creed uses the words begotten, not made, of one being, and proceeds from the Father and the Son. So the Nicene Creed seems to be making a point that it's not just three things we are claiming a belief in, but that, they, the, excuse me, but that these three of God also are the same God. Crystal, crystal clear, right? I mean, couldn't make it easier. Let's keep trying. What about reason? As United Methodists, we claim a belief in the means of grace as outlined by John Wesley as provenient grace, justifying grace, and sanctifying grace. Provenient grace being God's active presence in our lives, independent of our actions or responses. It is a gift that is always available, but also one we can refuse. Justifying grace being the work of God in Jesus Christ, through which our sins are forgiven, our relationship with God is once again restored, and the image of God that is destroyed by sin is again renewed within each of us through the death and resurrection of Christ. And then sanctifying grace, being the ongoing experience of God's gracious presence that transforms us into whom God intends us to be, where we grow and mature in our ability to live our lives as Jesus lived. Wesley attributed provenient grace to God the Father, justifying grace to Jesus Christ, and sanctifying grace to the Holy Spirit. So we have this in another example here, but let's go on and look into scripture. In our reading, we find from John's gospel, the Pharisee Nicodemus is talking with Jesus, and in their discussion in verses 16 and 17, Jesus talks about God loving the world so much, he gives his only son so that everyone who believes will have eternal life. So we get two of the three covered right there to begin with, but if we go back to verses 5 and Five through eight, Jesus talks about being born of water and the Spirit, and that the Spirit blows wherever it wishes. We hear its sound, but we don't know where it comes from or where it's going. And that is the same of everyone born of the Spirit. So there is evidence in Scripture, reason, tradition regarding the Trinity. Well, how about our experience? I can think of one example that many pastors admit to or claim to, myself included, regarding how the Holy Spirit works within us when it comes to preaching. My preaching instructor in seminary told us that there will be times where you're going to sit down and you're going to craft a message that just you think is going to be a home run and you're really excited to preach it. And then you're going to get to the pulpit that Sunday ready to preach. And the Holy Spirit's going to come up and tap you on the shoulder and say, this is great, but I need you to talk about something else today. And I can tell you that I have experienced this, and it's kind of cool and incredibly terrifying at the same time. And I think our experiences regarding God the Father and God the Son depend on our life experience and our journey to and through faith. I have known people who have grown up without a father who, when they came to know about God, 
spoke about how God the Father kind of filled that void for them. I've also known people who speak about coming to know Jesus and the feeling of his presence during challenging and difficult situations. So I think we can check experience off our list too. So we found evidence of the Trinity in scripture, reason, tradition, and experience. We're all done, right? Everybody good? Well, we might have found the evidence in those things, but did we really explain it? especially in terms that anyone could understand and put together? Are the phrases begotten, not made, and proceeds from enough? Does anyone even use the word begotten anymore except in worship services? I can't tell you the last time I heard it outside that context. Now, I have heard an example of a hard-boiled egg that is often used for children's messages, and I don't think it's a bad analogy necessarily. The idea is that in a hard-boiled egg, you have the yolk, the yellow part, the white, and then the shell. And each of those three things has their own identity and purpose, yet all three make up something more. Take away one of the three parts, and it is no longer an egg. Although I know chefs who would disagree with that. So it kind of works. What could be another way, though, that we could explain this? How about using our names? Many people have three names, a first, middle, and last. On their own, each of these names represents you. But on their own, none of those three names by themselves represents your whole name. All three names are needed to do that. The truth is, though, no matter what analogies or illustrations we might try to use in explaining the Trinity, they are all, in one way or another, coming up a little short. And that is because of the mystery and greatness of God. None of them can really do God justice. Our ability to understand God is limited by our humanity. The truth is, as humans, we may never fully understand everything about God until we move on into perfection. And as hard as it may be sometimes, that is something we need to accept when we are sharing our faith with others and trying to make disciples. We don't have all the answers. We don't know everything there is to know. We cannot just hand someone else a perfect answer all wrapped up with a bow. What we can do, though, is share our faith and our understanding and encourage others to do the same work. We can encourage them to read scripture, to participate in tradition, to experience God through things like worship and prayer, and to use their own reason to work through some of these challenging questions and ideas. We must remember that there are literally countless possible answers and understandings when it comes to each person's faith. But there is only one universal truth, the love and grace of God that comes from the death and suffering and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The triune God, three in one, is the God we claim and believe in. I encourage you to go out and share this amazing mystery in all that you do with all that you meet and continue to work to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Amen. Our last song this morning is uh, by Chris Tomlin, How Great Is Our God.
Uh, real quickly, in addition to the prayer requests listed in our bulletin, I wanted to give you an update um, to thank everyone for their prayers the past few weeks for baby Maddox. Uh, he has tested negative for cystic fibrosis, um, so he, uh, he is not going to have to deal with the challenges that that brings. Um, so thank you all again for your prayers um, for him and for his family. God said, whom shall I send, and who shall go for us? And Isaiah said, here I am, send me. Life-giving God, free us from our fear, fill us with your love, and send us forth in peace. May the Lord give strength to the people. May the Lord bless the people with peace, and the blessing of God who creates, redeems, and restores be with you now and always. Amen. And if any of our children who weren't here last week are here this week who need their certificates or Bibles, please come on and see me in the sanctuary. Oh, yes, there are refreshments out in the hallway and the memorial tables where people brought in some memorabilia and things from uh, some of their family members. So please um, take a few moments and look through all that and get some refreshments. Now we're done. <laughs>